Something Dragons, episode 36. Welcome to Lipostat. And welcome to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. This is our actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. I'm your host and game master, Aaron, and with me today, as always, are the Rainbow Squad. Say hello, heroes. Hello. Hello, heroes. <laughs> hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, that never gets old. <laughs> Last we saw of our heroes, you were camped along a roadside partway between Ravengrow and Lepistat. You had your way most of the way there, at which point you had come across a caravan of traveling entertainers who called themselves the Crooked Kin, which they did because they are all what in polite company you would call oddities. And in polite oh, like company them. you'd call in, in polite company you'd call them a freak show. They had an issue because one of the members of their caravan had gone missing and they believed that they had gone missing into the swamp that was off the road, but there was some disagreement between the members of the caravan about whether or not they should go into the swamp looking for her, at which point the heroes showed up looking all hero-y. One looking owly. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? A a medium-sized owl being surrounded by people wielding weapons and carrying gear that is obviously magical. True. You look hero-y. No one was going to mistake you for just a random owl flying out of the woods. That is true. <laughs> so yes, uh, seeing the, the heroes looking all hero-y, they said, hey, why don't you go be heroes and find our missing friend? Well, we kind of offered first. The, yes, you did offer. So into the woods you went. Whereupon you found an owlbear, or more precisely, the owlbear found you. Look, we didn't go looking for an owlbear. No, you went looking for a body, and you found the body. We went looking for a person, hoping they'd be alive. It's true, you were not <laughs> hoping to find a body. You were hoping for a still-living person. Exactly. But yeah, so there was a, there was a body, there was an owlbear, there was a satyr. The satyr told you that he was tired of seeing people come into his woods and kill creatures, and in some cases, raise it from the dead, which kind of made y'all go, well, that huh? sounds like the people were hunting. But you managed to uh, convince the satyr that maybe you don't need to kill everyone who walks into the woods. Especially if you're the one leading them deeper. Well, yeah. And uh, you brought the body of Elise. Yeah. Sad. I like her name the most. Elise's body, you brought her back to her friends. They were very sad, but they still thanked you for finding her. And in payment, they gave you a silver-headed, or a silver wolf-head cane, which uh, has magical properties. It's usable as a weapon. Oh, neat. For murdering werewolves. Yes, it it is especially effective against shape changers. Uh, it's actually not restricted to werewolves, but uh, Eklund's like, keep that thing away from me. So funny enough, you actually do not have the shape changer subtype. Oh, because last thing. in your case, it is a learned ability. On the other hand, 
Illyris does have the shape changer subtype. Uh, oh. So I should not bonk you in the head. Yeah. Don't bonk Illyris and don't bonk Luther. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, actually, Just Luther would have qualified. In any case, you've got a cool new silver wolfhead cane. And yeah, when we left off, they were having their little funeral for Elise while mm-hmm. the five of you were making camp um, nearby. And I think that's as good a place to pick up as any. I said it was about seven days since you had left. So we're going to say that today is the 12th of Harassed. We'll get our background music going, courtesy of our friends at Tabletop Audio. Again, I have our sound effects queued up thanks to Zapsplat, which sadly my players don't get to hear, but our audience does. And what all are you guys doing as you make camp for the night? I mean, we'd get to hear them if we actually listen to the episodes, but we don't. Yeah, we never bother. (laughs) (laughs) I bothered on some of them. I do sometimes, uh, but it's been a little while. I've been busy lately. Are we... I know somebody said they wanted to have a conversation back at camp. Me. I don't remember who that was or what the conversation was. But are we camping with them? Or are we going to make our own camp? So I'm assuming that you guys are nearby, but are not actually in their caravan. I mean, they're grieving. Let's give them... Space? Yeah. A minute. I was going to say a minute. We we just went through that. We don't need to grab someone else's too. Fair. <laughs> so what was the discussion that you guys wanted to have? I don't know. I really don't um, know. I mean, I remember Lenzo wanted to figure out why yeah. Eklund woke up screaming. Yes, that's what I wanted okay. to talk about. <laughs> oh, that's what I oh, Eklund, we talk. Yeah, and he—he—he's he, like you can see his hackles go up like like a, like a scared cat. Like he's like, kind of wanted to avoid this topic, but he knew it was gonna show up eventually. You woke up from the sleep crying. What's wrong? Nothing. It was. I mean, it was a har- harrowing experience. I mean, it was you know in the, the uh, yeah, and he's kind of busying himself, but he's also. Trying to cut uh, the dinner with the blunt end of the dagger, so like the 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 hand with the flat part of the dagger. So mm-hmm. he What's goes. Wrong? I don't know. I still have okay. I still have nightmares about the ghosts in Harrowstone, and I've been trying to avoid it. But you know, the the pipe just brought it on full force. I woke up fully expecting to be back in the prison. I see. Is there anything I can do to help? Nah. Goes. I mean, when it, back in back at Kendra's, I would just, you know, a stiff drink and, but not here. He, he just shrugs and goes, "It's not that bad unless there is a trigger, and a pipe definitely counts as a trigger." All right then. Well, I wish I could help you more. If you need anyone to talk to, we're here for you. He, he smiles. And he just goes, "Yeah, thanks." And the, but then just kind of. He still looks shaken, but he seems like he's doing a bit better. That's good. I'll leave the topic beat then. Thank you. And goes back to actually cutting food with the sharp end of the knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you do know how to cut the food. <laughs> I, wa- I wasn't gonna say anything, maybe. It's just a, you know, thing that 
Anybody want to play marbles? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm up for a game. Klingos, I can make magic marbles. Don't make magic Why marbles. Magic? Why would you use magic? It's just a game. <laughs> Why would you need magic marbles? They roll better mm. and they're shiny. That technically qualifies as cheating, you know. Well, if I if I magic, I guess I couldn't magic everyone's. I could magic everyone's shooter, but I can only do it to three. Weird, but okay. Uh -huh. I don't know why. Uh, I just have regular marbles, but he like shakes the bag of marbles. <laughs> regular marbles are great. Uh, that that works. Regular marbles are fine. <sighs> Well then, if no one else has anything major, I mean, you guys can certainly spend the evening, you know, playing marbles by the campfire light. And there are other games to play. Morning will come. It is now Moonday the 13th. You would estimate that you're probably no more than a day or two out from Lepistat at this point. Hey, we're almost there. Ackland goes ready to meet the beast. Kill the beast! I'm sorry, I'll shout about my bees and the beast references. Bye. No, it's fine. Say, <laughs> do you guys even like want to go over like what your plan is when you get to town? Plan? What plan? Plan's kind of like, wait, there there was a plan involved? Well, like, I mean, why are you guys going back to Lepistat? Or not back to why are you guys going to Lepistat? Well, Lensa and I are probably reporting back to the magistrate. Yeah. It, we were bringing the books, for Lorimore's books, to the. Uh, oh, where are we bringing those things? Right. University. So there were okay. four books in total. Three of them were supposed to go to uh, Montaigne Crowell at Lepstadt University, and one of them was supposed to go to uh, Justice and Breath Dermot. The one that was supposed to go to the Justice was the one that had a lock on it, which you were not able to open. Oh. Eklund mentions, he's like, hey, you want to maybe try and crack this thing open? I mean, I don't really care. I can't no. read, but anyway. No. You can't there. read? Crack goes, what thing open? <gasps> no, back up. You can't read? He goes, well, uh, the... The language they use around here. Anton could talk Honest? in another one. There, yes, there's a lot of human languages. The one the, the, I'm talking about the one they all talk in around here. The one I'm talking in right now. Man, I have a headache now. Common. He goes, It's common. Yes, I can't. Tell, shut up. <laughs> shut up, voice of God. <laughs> he says, uh, yes. Just because you played a rich, stuck-up Taldane noble doesn't mean everyone uses Taldane. <laughs> You really says, should. I mean, it, it it is the name of the language. It's not like we call English common. But it's just common. <laughs> he says, uh, Talia was trying to teach me to read it, and I, I, I brought the books she was using, and he starts to pull out the book before shoving it back in the bag, remembering that it's a kindergarten reader. <laughs> it's three children's books! <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm... I can read Terran and, and and Druidic, but no, not not. I. I'm I mean, dead. that's that's not really terribly uncommon. I know lots of people who can't read. You do. Y yeah. 
Galarian is a more educated place than like Earth during the Dark Ages, but yeah, uh, literacy is far from universal. I can just kind of hear um, Lenza like, hold up. <laughs> Lenza's literally like, wait, people don't know how to read? <sighs> Elves. <laughs> <laughs> so can we, now that we've done that, can we circle back around to uh, break into what? We're not going to break into anything. Um, Eklund points at the book and goes, we could never get that thing open. And for a good reason. What reason again? I don't- I actually don't remember if they gave us a reason. I- I can't exactly remember, but was I mean, there like- I mean, the reason was Talia wasn't comfortable with, uh, with you guys opening the book. She basically did the, if it's locked, it's locked for a reason. Typically, people don't put locks on things. Specifically books that are meant to be open. Like... <clears throat> Uh, I mean, hell, you're delivering it to the justice, right? Yeah. Uh, goes, oh. I could ask, when we deliver it, you could ask her about it? That's true. Yeah, that seems like a safer option. What a bad idea. If she still refuses, can we break in and read it? If she still refuses, not do that. No. No, no that's... I take her legal action, and I can't, I can't... I can't have any more legal problems. More? I'm not getting you moved. That's unrelated. <laughs> Jared's just gonna <laughs> lean over to Lensa again and go, What the hell did we get ourselves into? I have no idea. I'm amused and so concerned for my mental health. Right, so, uh, we're gonna deliver these books and this letter, right? That, uh, is that what we're doing? Not breaking so. into the book first? Let's yeah. not break into the book then. Everyone goes, I can't read it anyway, so it's not- Alright, I don't think I'd be able to, unless it's written in Terran, which is highly I unlikely. tried to bring it into I don't think I can. Uh, I don't think I'm going- We're going to need to teach you how to read, Eklund. What was your friend even teaching you with? He sighs, like, defeatedly, and just pulls out the books. I guess that's a good start, but- you know, She didn't get to do much, you know, before- he just sighs and uh, pu- he then pulls this cloak around himself. It's okay. I can... Okay, Eklund. So morning comes. Caleb will come walking over away from the their caravan to where you guys had made camp. He is, you know, they're, they're breaking down and loading things up into the camp. There is definitely a somber mood about them. He says, I, I, I would like to thank you again for what you did for us and you know I'm sad that we weren't able to you weren't able to find Elise but obviously that was well beyond your control I would offer our company on the road if that's something that you would want if you would like to you know go on without us I certainly understand uh, you will probably move faster than our wagons are able to but uh, I, I, I thought it would be hospitable to offer offer our company. If not, then I suppose we're headed the same location, so perhaps we'll see you in Lepstadt. Can't speak for everyone, but I would not mind traveling with you. I mean, either. Quinn shrugs and goes, as long as I can fly. I'm good with that. Fly. Nobody's stopping you. I wouldn't mind, but aren't we kind of time-sensitive? Are we? Not really. I mean, the whole cult thing? Oh, yeah. Isn't that a... 
<laughs> the no, thing no. we don't want to talk about in front of the NPC. Eklund <laughs> just kind of awkwardly shrugs and he goes, well, longer we can go... We just had one death and I don't want to speed right into another. Let, let, let. Plus, traveling in numbers minimizes Sphinx finding us on the road. I mean, okay. Okay. I just... Okay. Okay, then. All right. Let's travel with them. At the very... he Yeah, he says, let's travel with them. And then he turns to Jaren, like, kind of out of sight, like, back turned and goes, at the very least, we can offer them our protection. I think they'd be more than happy to have scouts. I mean, I, I, it's whatever either way. I just thought, okay, we should go. All right. Okay, then. Let us go. Well, I mean, aren't so, don't they have wagons? We're on foot. Yes, but uh, their horses are old and not in great health. So the speed that their horses are pulling the wagons is slower than you would. Can I, can I make any checks or anything to help speed up the horses? Like animal, whatever the animal check is here. I mean, they're just old. Okay. And... Or what about a he- what about a poultice or something like a heel check? No. Uh, I mean, if 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 you if you were a powerful druid, you could maybe make the horses younger and stronger. But the truth is, they're Uh-oh. just old horses, and they're pulling close to their weight limit, so they're slow. The horses have names. Yes, no. but I am not going to think of them right now. <laughs> Bob and Jeff. <laughs> well, there's a total of uh, nine wagons, so. Nine oh wagons? Oh god, yeah. that's a lot of horses to name. And knowing yellow, we're gonna name them all. Fine. Yes, we are! Name them off here. <laughs> yeah. Off here. I love coming up with names for horses. But yeah, so I mean, if you guys want to travel with them, you can. It's going to lengthen uh, your time to get to Lepistat by a day or two. But Actually, then, the I other... don't know. On the other like... hand, you will have, you know... Uh, benefit of numbers to hopefully make sure that nothing is going to accost you on the road. Friends. And friends. Maybe we could tr- maybe we could travel with them for a day and then break off on our own. Aww. Split the dip. I think we should just stick with them if we're going to be with them. Just full. Yeah. If we're gonna travel, okay. let's travel all the way. That's legit. Okay. Alright. So, the next several days will pass uh, relatively uneventfully. You guys will get a chance to know the various members of the caravan a little bit better. I can't help but shake the feeling that we made the wrong decision. <laughs> why, why would you think that? Just knowing how Carrion Crown went, or not Carrion Crown, um, got Haunting of Harrowstone, that's book one. Mm-hmm. How Haunting of Harrowstone went, every time we were a little bit late, something really bad happened. When were we a little late that something bad happened? I'm trying to remember, but I there was one distinct point where we could have gotten there. Like it was a it was a matter of like a few hours, and I cannot remember for the life of me. Gibbs, I think nobody liked Gibbs. Nobody liked Gibbs. It's fine. It was probably for the best. The people in the town liked Gibbs. He was a jerk. Like Gibbs. Anyhow. No one liked Gibbs, they just accepted him. Fine. You'll travel through the uh, through the other town that was on your route, on your route the town of uh, Courtrud. The uh, Crooked Kin kind of give you the look of, if you'd like to stop here to stay in the inn, you can. We're not going to. <laughs> we will stay in our wagons. 
Eklund is happy with parking himself in a tree, so he doesn't really care where he sleeps. Okay. Do we we have a need for going into the inn? Is there anything we can gain through that? I mean, you can always make diplomacy checks to get uh, information if you'd like, but I don't know that it's necessary. Well, that's kind of what... We've been out here. Jaren was asking basically the party is... Do we do we have a reason to want to go inside? Yeah, Eklund wants to learn more about the beast. That's what I'm thinking. We could get some info. Although, Eklund, do you want me to do the talking? <laughs> he goes. He just glares at her and says in a voice full of contempt, "Well, I'm willing to help." Like, <laughs> I love how much faith we all have in. Poor Eggsy. <laughs> <laughs> Eklund just turns around and goes, Gnome, I swear I'm gonna drop you in your sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's go inside. Um, so you uh, stop at the inn in Courtyard. At this point, like I said, you're only about a day south of Lepistat. There is almost a... For want of a better term, a carnival-like atmosphere in the in the or not a carnival, but like a celebration in 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 the in. There are people drinking. There is a uh, a musician singing a song, which you very quickly realize is about the horrors of the beast and you know all of the horrible, horrible things that the beast of Lepistat has uh, has done. Oh, cool. Yes. So in, in the inn, the, uh, the the bard is singing a song that is all about the horrible deeds that the beast has performed. The chorus oh, wow. has everyone yell out, kill the beast. Oh, my God. It's not okay, the song so... from Beauty and the Beast, but. <laughs> uh... You can't use that and not expect it. I made the joke <laughs> off air. At hearing that, Eklund just mutters, um, Eklund just mutters, how original. So it's one of those really jaunty tunes that you don't want to listen to the lyrics to too much, because then you're like, wait. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like when you when you listen to, like, the actual lyrics of, like, some nursery rhymes, and you're like, oh god, that's horrible. Yeah. I was kind of thinking more Mac the Knife, but yeah. Yeah, that too. Because uh, this is definitely more of an you know, adult drinking song. But it's a very jovial atmosphere in here. You will notice you are, unlike the smaller town that was, you know, on the way, since you're now basically in the Lepistat uh, suburbs, for want of a better term, you are not the only non-humans in the bar. There is a dwarf who is actually the bartender. You do see a couple uh, like literally a couple of elves who are sitting at one table together, uh, drinking wine and conversing softly. They're not dressed like Ustalavians. They, they 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 clearly look like they have traveled. But everyone else, you know, has has the look of a good solid local working folk. And uh, like I said, there's there's drinking. There is uh, the smell of a hearty stew that permeates the inn, which you know you're sure is probably rich and savory and should be heavily enough spiced that it's edible even if the meat isn't entirely fresh. Oh, this place. 
At the sound, at the sight of these good, hearty, working folk, you can see Eklan just kind of like shying away, like, nope. <laughs> you can kind of see him imagining a pitchfork and a torch in each person's hand. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Eklund's suddenly like, you know what? Yeah, you can do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Eklund's more like, if I do the talking, I think they're going to do the stabbing. So, what are you guys doing? Socializing. Not socializing. Jaren's going to wander away from the group and find the place where you get the stew. That would be the bar. And find out if there's a version that doesn't have meat in it. I forgot Jaren was vegetarian. He's a vegetarian? Uh-huh. So Did the bartender, have... who, like I said, is a dwarf, kind of looks at you when you say, you know, is there anything that doesn't have meat in it? And he's just kind of like, that's that's a strange request. Uh, normally people are, are overjoyed that there's meat in the... But he says, uh, I, can, I can serve you some bread and some, some vegetables that hadn't been tossed into the stew. That'll be good. Did someone say bread? <laughs> you can make your own. I love how she spawns with bread. Like, bread? <laughs> she just, like, suddenly appears next to Jared. Did you say bread? I'm, <laughs> you know, one of these days, I'm going to find some reason to magically transform a lyris into a bread elemental. <laughs> <laughs> I just forced the water, and that's what you had to say. <laughs> well, they're doing that. Um, I'm going to try to join into the crowds and go talk to people. Okay. Eklund is also going to ask for a bowl of the stew. All right. Food and if you guys just want, you know, some some ale or wine, it's a couple of coppers. Which honestly, I'm not going to worry about it. You know, if you someone marks off a single silver piece, then. You we'll all that. eat. Yeah. I got it. Hey, question. Did we get paid for what we did in the, um, uh, the-, the We got track? 200 platinum Not, each. I didn't! So shush! Oh. <laughs> One shot! No, uh, because you guys were all created worth- We're gonna get paid after delivering this. You are going to get paid something for delivering the letter, but you guys were doing basically a trade information for information. Fair. Alright, just And checking. also, you are all starting with uh, beginning wealth, which is a lot higher than the rest of the PCs in the game, so we were going to hand wave any money from the side quest. Alright, but that's stuff. Alright, uh, okay. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, I'm going to go find some people and talk to them, because that's cool. Alright, so anyone who would like to try to socialize, get information, or whatnot, give me a diplomacy check. Oh, now I roll... Oh, there a check for eavesdropping. Clint's not talking to anyone, but do you can give me just a perception check, I suppose. Sure. Okay. Yeah, because Clint's not really wanting to talk, but he gets a so eighteen on perception. Seventeen diplomacy because I can't freaking roll above a five. We got a sixteen. <laughs> All right. Why are you laughing, Jaren? <laughs> That'd be a six on diplomacy. <laughs> Uh, Jaren's had some ale and is challenging everyone in the bar to marbles and arm wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. So, uh, the only thing that uh, Jaren gets is 
on each chorus. Burn the beast! <laughs> oh, change the burn! Yes. Person is always fun. The rest of you will get the following. In Lepistat, it is essentially the capture and presumed trial and execution of the beast is something that the entire town is celebrating. The, the, the fear of the beast has been something that has existed for a long, long time. So now that he's been caught, you know, everyone is overjoyed. The trial is supposed to start in three days. And the first day's trial will include a long list of the crimes against the beast, three of which are actually going to be used as the basis for its execution. And right now they are creating the Punishing Man, which is a... what? (laughs) Yeah. The Punishing Man Mm -hmm. is a pyre in the shape of a person, a human, that the beast will be locked inside of and it will then be set on fire. Oh, well, that's horrific and and unnecessary. Eklund coughs up his ale a little bit and turns uh, as green as an Oread can. Yeah. Well, good news, I can keep a straight face, which is good because that's horrible. Have a person who unjustly murdered people just torture him. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing that you get, you hear a little bit about is that the barrister who was supposed to defend the beast his name is Gustav Kappel. I'm and so sorry for him. <laughs> His name. And that Gustav Kappel is uh, kind of a laughing stock. He has a terrible stutter. Oh, I was just going to laugh at his name to start. <laughs> yeah. No, he's got a terrible stutter. And everyone's saying that, you know, that's all the defense that the beast deserves. You hear that the three charges that they're going to actually prosecute on are that the beast murdered uh, several children in the town of Hergstag, killed a bunch of swampers in Morast, and then burned down uh, Dr. Brada's hospice. Alright, oh. that sounds bad. That's bad. You also hear that, uh, generally speaking, people have a good opinion of the prosecutor, whose name is Otto Heiger. He's oh. very respected in and around Lepistat. Um, you know, he's one of those, yeah, he's a lawyer, but he's, you know, he's a prosecuting attorney and people generally consider him a hero of law and justice. <laughs> Why, as a player, I hate him already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last thing that you hear about is that the way they caught the beast, actually, like the the crime he was doing when they caught him is unrelated to the three that they're going to actually use to prosecute him. There was a break-in at Lepistat University, and in the morning, the beast was found within the university, and that was where they were able to capture him. Wait, wasn't that what- My player sense is tingling. <laughs> <laughs> the very place we have to go gets broken into by a very big monster. Yeah. My question is, why would he break in there in the first place? Exactly. Doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd be all about, like, books and stuff. Yeah. So, Ale? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys will finish your meal, probably getting more and more uncomfortable with the company you're currently keeping, because they're all a little too 
excited about the prospect of burning the beast alive. I've always been uncomfortable with people who are like, Yeah, we're gonna burn someone alive! Woo! Yeah. Declan turns to Lenza and goes, Okay, so I have two options at this point. Are we gonna get out of here, or am I gonna get hammered? Because I can't take another minute of this. If you get hammered, it's gonna be very poor for us, especially if anyone decides to cause problems. So, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> when you say that, Jared just... The cup in his hand, the, the, the tankard in his hand stops halfway to his mouth, and he was like, we're not supposed to get drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Have fun, Eklund. Oh. <laughs> he goes, nah, because nah, you guys know I'm going to be the one hauling the gnome out of here if anything goes wrong. Oh, it's fine. I can probably carry the gnome. <laughs> I got I got legs. <laughs> he goes, Look, judging by you now, you can't use them. Have fun, Eklund. Take the night. We can go. Okay. Excuse Eklund, do you want to get drunk? Because I'm not going to stop you. Did Oliris go with them to the place? Because Azatha would have stayed behind. Oh. I don't remember. I think she well, Oliris did make a diplomacy check, so I'm assuming that she is with them at the inn. I would not have wanted to go. Okay. Eklund is uh, staying back while they're... Um... Again, just kind of. I mean, he wasn't kidding about making sure Jaren doesn't get in any trouble, but he, uh, as things get rowdier, he kind of sits back and you can. He's writing something. It's in Terran, but you're pretty sure he's writing a letter. All right, so Azatha stayed uh, with the caravan instead of going into the inn with everyone? Yes. Okay. Azatha, don't be antisocial. Why? Well, no, it's cool. I don't want to be there. Zelda <laughs> wouldn't want to be there. If this bar goes wrong, at least one of us will make it out. <laughs> Unless you guys want to start a bar fight, things will get rowdy, but no one is going to start a fight. Uh, I mean, no one is looking for... No one is angry. Everyone's in a pretty good mood. So we have the option to start a fight? You Please. do, but the GM is quietly asking you not to. Please start a fight. I will leave it up to you whether or not you stay at the inn overnight or if you go back to the caravan oh. to sleep. I'm going back to the caravan. Back to the caravan. Okay. I will First. wobble back to the caravan. <laughs> I will guide the gnome back to the caravan. Fair oh, enough. Eklund sighs and uh, starts make he starts making the poultice he once made for Talia when she got hungover back in the pre-adventures. I'll offer to help. All right, so morning will come upon you. The next day, you all load back up into the caravan, and around mid-afternoon, you see uh, the road kind of winds around a little bit, turning off to the west, and you are ahead of you. There is a uh, stone bridge which leads through the uh, partial walls around Lepistad. Hey, we made it. Yep. You know, there are guards at the gate, but they're fairly perfunctory. You know, the the, the, the gate isn't down. Uh, you didn't, you're not even 100% sure if this gate has been lowered in decades, but it's there. There is, you know, a, a some questioning of, you know, state your business. Caleb, as the head of the caravan, says, you know, we are entertainers. We are here for the uh, celebration, such as it is. And the guard says, very well, very well. Uh, be about your business. 
and you guys ride on into the town. Well, I say town. It is Lepistat is a city. It is a smallish city, but it is a full full on city. There's a population of a almost ten thousand individuals within this city. That is that is more people than Eklund knew existed. So he's looking around <laughs> like a dope, like his head's all the way back. Deepest, it's okay. Yeah, there are. I, I will drop a map into uh, the journal. I don't currently have anything labeled on this map. I will get a labeled map out to you guys in a moment. But Eklund just goes. Like, he, he just stutters something out in Terran, and then just manages to get out the same in common, which is big! It's big. <laughs> oh, yes, it's a city. So Caleb says, um, well, we're going to um, go and set ourselves up. I believe over on the western edge of the city is a bit of a uh, natural amphitheater, so I think that would be the logical place for our caravan to set up. I imagine we'll be here for some time, so you're certainly welcome to look in on us, but I know that you have your own business to attend to. We'll make sure to visit. Wonderful. I appreciate everything that you've done for us. Travel safely. Uh, may Desna watch over you. Eklund's um, parting response is, Big! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about him. Eklund. Alright, have you not seen cities? There are people everywhere. It, yes, that's kind of how it, city no, works. He goes, wasn't even this claustrophobic in the monolith. I mean... Oh, sweet, so much out. Jared just uh, kind of scratches his head, looks at Lenson's like, uh, raised by owls? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. I God. He pulls out the letter he was writing, tears it to pieces, and starts a new one, which, although they couldn't understand, begins with, Dear Kendra, this is the biggest place I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Alright, Eklund, we're going to teach you how to interact with people later. Eklund saying big as a parting response made me inhale some water. <laughs> so I have some water in my nose, and I hurt. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. Water doesn't go in your nose. I know this, but it's not all the way. It's like in between. <laughs> it hurts. I'm sorry. Well, mute yourself before you sneeze, okay? I'm not sneezing. It's stuck. Sorry. All right, so. green. What do you guys want to do now that you're in the city? Cling to Lenza, cling to Lenza like a scared child. I feel like Fair. we should start How by... Uh, delivering the book and the letter to yes. the justice. He he knows that the, on, the only person he tr that Eklund truly knew ever was at Lipestat was Talia, and so he. But now he knows that Lenza and Jaren have been there. But he also doesn't trust Jaren not to just punch him in the junk and be like, "Leave me alone." So <laughs> Lenza, Lenza is taller than you too, so she's like a mom, I guess. He's picked Lenza to glom on to for now. Lenza's okay. really, like, when did I become a mom? All right, so you, if you guys uh, look at the map, following the road in from the uh, the bridge and the gate, you'll get to where there's kind of a fountain in the center of the first intersection. The beetle? Yeah, that kind of looks like a beetle. To the southwest is kind of the central, the central, not square, but circle of the town where the courthouse is one of the buildings there. Uh, those of you who have been to Lepistat before know that 
Judge Jeremy's house and office is not in the same block as the courthouse, but is almost directly a block down, continuing to the southwest. You also, when you're at where the beetle is, you can see the Burning Man in the circle outside the courthouse. It oh, is God. a good 20-foot-tall edifice that has been created out of wood and... Is that sort of where the blue dot is? Yep. Okay. I mean, the blue dot is a fountain, but yeah, the Burning Man is right next to it. Eklund goes, is it wrong? And he, he's still talking faintly, but he goes, is it wrong that I just kind of want to smash that thing to pieces a little bit? I mean... It's not wrong, but it's not something you should do. No, it's a literal torture device. That's really big. They're going to burn down the whole city. No, they yeah. won't. The whole city. These, this isn't the first time they're doing something like this. It is not. I bet it's the first time they did something like that that big. It feels no, like it should be out in a field somewhere. I mean, there's enough space in the square circle around it that unless the fire were to go wildly out of control, it should be contained. Look, unless they just stepped away from the fire and let it burn crazy, it will be fine. Unless the fire should go wildly out of control, hmm. Okay. <laughs> just like, have you ever seen drunk people? Well. <laughs> The drunk um, people won't be the ones lighting the fire. I will also tell you that if you, uh, looking at the map, uh, in the southern area of the map, where there are what look like a collection of stone buildings, for Lenza and Jaren, you would know that that's where Lepistat University is, those stone buildings, that whole campus down there. Got it. So that's sort of the, the part that's sort of next to the other section of wall? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to assume that the Stonehenge-looking thing is the amphitheater? Uh, all the way off to the west, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, is the plan to head to the university first, or to Judge Dermid's first? Dermid. Uh, okay. Yeah, Eklund's answer is, with the party or lost, so... That's <laughs> <laughs> literally his, like, his emotional support. Elf. Uh, you don't have to try to find her house, because... Well, two of you have already been there. Good news. No, we know where we're going. <laughs> I think. Clint we makes do. about half the journey with his eyes shut. Alright, you need to open your eyes, sir. Because there are too many things. Sir. Anywho, so you'll make it to her, to Jeremy's house. You arrive. Um, some Someone, I assume, knocks on the door. I will knock. Okay. The door is answered by uh, the justice. Oh, not her little, uh, her little... No. No, her, her clerk. or whatever? Yeah, the clerk, no. Huh. She, she, she looks like younger McGonagall. <laughs> mm. Not the same actress, but, uh, she opens the door. You know, her hair is, uh, back, and she, she looks at all of you, immediately recognizing Jaren, and Lenson says, you're back sooner than I expected. What news from Ravengrow? Uh, well, I have a letter, don't I, right? Since you do? Getting... Yeah. I will hand her the letter. Okay. She'll take it. She just kind of slips it into a pocket in her skirts instead of, you know, she's not going to read it right now. Oh, yeah. She knew that the professor died, right? That's why we went. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, she had already already received word that he had died because she had sent you to Ravengrow with a letter for his daughter. Okay. Okay. You know, basically condolences and whatnot. And she says, "I wasn't expecting you to come back with an additional three people." We weren't exactly either. Yeah, we. Hello. But the, apparently, they got something for you too. So we thought. Oh. Bring them. What do you have for me? Um, I'm guessing that I would carry the book. That seems sensible. Yeah, so I would pull out the book, and I would say, in the professor's will, um, we were requested to bring this book to you. Ah, <sighs> yes. Laura Moore would want to make sure that that made it back to me. <sighs> Are you able to tell us what this is? Because it seems pretty dangerous by the looks of it. Well... Knowledge can be very dangerous. This is... Does someone still have the talking book? Yeah, whatever happened to that? Yeah. I mean, you... I thought we left it in Ravencrow. I was gonna say, you might have left it with Talia's non, non-adventuring non gear in her room in Ravencrow in Kendra's house. Why would yeah. you leave the book? That's why I was you lonely. You forgot about it. Yeah, think, that's why you would leave it, because you forgot about it. Honestly, I, I think it would just be a matter of Kendra might find it interesting. It's a talking book, and it was her dad's, like... What's your dad's? Talia stole it by basically saying, Look, Professor, you can let me have this, or I'm just gonna steal it. Right. <laughs> he was like, sure. Take it. I'm somewhat surprised that associates of Petrus's hadn't already at least translated the title themselves. Uh, but this is... The Manual of the Order of the Palatine Eye. I feel like I knew that already. You did. Because you did translate oh. that title. Um, oh, yeah, right. He did, because oh, he translated Oh, 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 I knew I knew something more about it, but I just couldn't remember, so I didn't know what to do. Eklund just, like, shrugs in illiterate. So, there, I believe, there were some other books of Petrus's that I'm sure that he would have asked to be returned. Have those been returned yet? No, no second stop. Ah. Very well. Well, when you return those, he did leave some funds with me, which will be turned over to you at those at that time. I believe there were supposed to be four of you. Yeah, about that. Um, one of our friends, while um Conquering the evil that was in the town that we came to sadly passed. I see. I'm very sorry. Well, it was uh, related to the... And Gerald just sort of leaning up on his tippy toes. The cult. I see. Um, Eklund mutters half to himself, just like she died bravely. Well, uh, I have... Funds that were set aside for her as well. I will turn those over to you as well, and you can split them as you see fit. I might have other business that I would call upon you for, but um, perhaps you should go see... Well, no, I can trust you to follow up with a crowl afterwards. Have a seat. Uh, let me get some tea. While I, uh, while we discuss some other business that I may have for you. Cool. So she'll ring a bell. A servant will come and 
get tea for everyone. It is not your halfling friend from the from the side quest. Oh. As you're seating down, she'll say, "So, what what do you all know about the beast of Lepistat?" Eklund goes, "It's a murderer." You know what the rumors tell us? Mostly about the horrible things it's done and terrorized your town. And that it's going to be burned. I know next to nothing. Well, that is if it is found guilty. Yes. I mean, they've already erected the... They've already erected the... Because, I mean, the, you built... The thing, so... <laughs> well, yes, but... Uh... It takes some time to build such an edifice, and they will want the execution to be done speedily if he is found guilty. Do you believe that he is guilty? I don't know anything about him. I don't know enough. Eklund just kind of shrugs, looking supremely uncomfortable with this. Look, plenty of rumors aren't actually true. I don't know enough to know for certain. But plenty are, as we learn, and so are plenty of folk tales. I don't know enough to be the one to judge that. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is a test. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> and also, also, Eklund is not drinking any of the tea. He's just leaving it. Like, once she started asking questions, he was like, no. <laughs> oh, Lens is drinking the tea. She trusts this girl. I mean, she's drinking the tea. Yeah, no, I trust this girl. You're trusted, you can poison enough. one. Cu- you can put truth serum in one cup and not the others. Sure. There, Jaren's just looking for honey. Yeah, there's honey. Oh, okay. she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I also have heard rumors, and it is true that there are many rumors of the horrible deeds the beast has performed. There is also many rumors about its kindness and humanity. Um, although now that it has been captured and such words would be of help to the creature no one seems willing to step forward because they don't want to get put in the thing does tend to happen those kinds of situations Eklund goes not many will come forward when they're when there's an execution going on which is unfair Could you tell us about these because yes like you said we didn't hear any of that they all are quite negative opinion well, of the beast. You see, what I am concerned about is if indeed the beast is guilty of these crimes, he should be punished. However, if he did not, he should not be. And I do not believe that there is anyone local who is willing to look into this impartially. I am one of the justices who will be trying the beast. But I have concerns. I have concerns about the skill of poor Mr. Kappel. I have concerns about those who are investigating. And I have concerns about how he is caught, because the beast is intelligent. So I cannot for the life of me understand why it would have broken in to the university and then remained there until more. That's what I said! I cannot intervene directly, but I would be very appreciative if there were a group of individuals who perhaps did not have local bias who might be willing to uncover the actual truth about what happened. I am not asking you 
to find the creature's innocence. I simply feel that there, <laughs> there may be a great miscarriage of justice, and I will not have that. I'm willing to help. Um, Eklund, Eklund, he lifts his head and... But yeah, he says, but it, what does the beast look like? Uh, he is very tall, very muscular, stitched together. Uh, his skin has a pallor not unlike death. His hair is black and greasy. And his face is, well, frankly, hideous. That sounds like an undead. Mm, he breathes, he speaks, he is intelligent. I was wondering... Make a knowledge check to try to figure out what this might be. You can try. Um, it'll be knowledge arcana, but there's going to be a pretty hefty uh, penalty. I feel like I know what it is, but... Okay. Is a nat 20 an automatic pass? Nope, not for skill checks. Eight. I can't roll above a five. <laughs> above a ten. I feel like I know what this is. I okay. just know that Lindsay doesn't. Mm. Anyone else who would like to make a knowledge arcana can try it. Knowledge arcana. Right, can you? Fourteen. Fourteen? Yep. No, not quite ringing any bells based on her description. So I would ask her, has anybody tried to speak with him, ask him about, like, who he is or anything? Did they uh, just be like, oh, you killed a bunch of people, or... Well, uh, I assume that uh, Gustav has spoken with him. Uh, the only others, only people who would be allowed to speak with the beast would be those who were uh, involved as uh, part of the beast's defense. Now, if you were to wish to do so, you could speak with uh, the barrister Kappel and go to the courthouse and register as volunteer defenders for the beast, in which case you would certainly be able to speak with him directly. All right. I was just curious if there was not any previous information known. But yeah, that's, that's a possibility. It's interesting. I mean, look, out of character, I'm basically hearing she's doing the, well, I mean, he could go defend the beast. Like, she's basically asking us to defend the beast. Let me be blunt. There you go. I am <laughs> very concerned about the beast not receiving a fair trial. I would be willing to pay you again the amount that... Petros set aside for you if you would do this. That's like a hundred Sure. Yeah. Eklund just kind of gulps and you could see he's both like, all this money and oh my god, I'm gonna have to carry more of it. I mean, I will point yeah, out that you are now in a big enough city that you could spend some of it on magic gear to uh, help out, but... <laughs> oh yeah, like that dire collar we were talking about. Right. So. <gasps> the dire collar! Oh, yeah. that brings back memories. Yeah. I would, of course, insist that you complete your, uh... <sighs> complete the request that uh, Petros left you with. Yes, of course. I would definitely, after that is completed, be willing to help uncover the truth of the situation. Very well. Well, uh, if you would come back here... After you've completed that task, and if you have business at the courthouse, then we can we can move on from there. Jaren will finish chewing his tea and say, Right, let's go! <laughs> 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 
she will also quietly a pouch to both Lensa and Jaren, which has your payment for the job that you've done. So yes, she doesn't give you guys the money until you've returned the other books to the university, but... We should go do that. Yep. As you're leaving, um, Clint turns to Lenza and he says, I don't know about this. I mean, the last town we were in, I had as many enemies as I had friends by the end of day one. I was kind of hoping to avoid that and worse here. <laughs> Clint, let's be honest. Are you human? No. Quite obviously. You're gonna have a lot of enemies here. They're not going to say anything, but they're going to have some opinions about you. Look, I think about this logically. They're ba they don't like this beast just because it's mostly because it's different. Well, I mean the the thought that it like did a bunch of stuff probably doesn't help. Yes, but yeah, hell, yeah. if we found this beast at any other time, would they work thinking there was a beast in Lipostat? Would they? Who knows if the beast is even human? And this is not someone who's been given the wrong title. Eklund just sighs heavily and he goes, Alright, I'm in. You're right. And if anything goes wrong, I can just go back to Ravengrow and wait it out. And last thing, it does deserve a fair trial. You're, you're, you're right. It's just, I don't know. It feels like breaking the law to fix the law. We're not breaking any law. She is very distinctly not asking you to break the law. She's asking you to make sure you got some for trial. <laughs> Can't break the law. Actually, <laughs> I'm just going to insist that this, if you really need and you're scared about making enemies, good advice is don't say anything too bad. And if you really need, as I said, what? What? Look! 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 What she's saying is just be less you. <laughs> as much as That's I what she's saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying there are some parts of you you don't want to go promoting for the entire world. Clint goes, yeah, I mean, you mean like this fact that I have the strength to dropkick the gnome into next week? You think you do? Come on, let's go, oh. let's go, let's go. No, no, let's not fight. <clears throat> Eklund just sighs and goes, man, and you, you can hear him kind of muttering under his breath. He goes, after all that bow training with Luther, I forgot to buy a bow. You could get one of those here. You could probably get one of those. How much are you even getting paid for this? He goes, I never cared. Never bothered to find out. Does anyone except the dead party member know that? <laughs> well... Do you not know how much you're getting paid? Eklund's offer, offer is an awkward shrug. Okay, the players may have forgotten... The other characters would remember that they are getting a hundred platinum pieces for uh, this job. I know that. Eklund doesn't. Right. Well, the opposite for me. Never bothered to find out. His mindset is money is money. So, yeah, how much are you getting paid? A hundred platinum. <laughs> what? Yeah. You can afford You're delivering book. some books? We need a new line of work. <laughs> I guess. Dear Lord, you can afford a new bow. You could afford a really good bow. You could almost afford a magic bow. And if you're about to be paid to double that for doing this, right? Uh, let's get to the thing and then do the stuff, cause yeah, right. that could so go a long way to let me go back home. All right, so as you make your way down to 
the university district. Uh, the first thing that you would have noticed, which I should have actually mentioned when you were on your way to her house, because uh, you would have passed through the circle where they were building the burning. You will notice that there are numerous guards who stand outside the courthouse. You see four of them, which means that there's probably more. You can also smell the oil and tar has been worked into the construction of the Burning Man. Mm -hmm. So when it's set on fire, it'll go up quickly. Um, Eklund goes, they're putting this on days before. If someone came along here smoking a pipe, the whole thing would go up. It's not quite that flammable, but... Also, once again, I'm just... They really don't think that he's going to be proven innocent because they know that he doesn't have best defense. So they're pretty confident. I'm a little upset about how confident, but no. Yep. Quinn just shrugs and mutters, humans. If we're lucky, we'll make them unable to use this. As you make your way down towards the university, one thing that you will quickly realize is that there are builders and craftsmen working in the antiquities. Like, you can see where they're working to rebuild part of the structure. I will allow anyone who wishes to either give me a knowledge local, a diplomacy, or if you have any skill that is directly related to academia to know where to find Crowell's office. Oh. 29 diplomacy. Okay, so the elf walks up to a uh, young, young, young male co-ed who's, you know, trying to mack on some girl and says, excuse me, could you point me to uh, Dr. Crowell's office? And he just is like, ah, yeah, 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 there. <laughs> that wasn't even a natural 20, guys. Smooth. Very, very, thank you. Eklund mutters, although they wouldn't understand it, and Terran under his breath. So I'm looking at the dude. He just goes, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> he knows who he is, guys. All right. You, you follow the stammered instructions, and you will actually find Dr. Crowell in a workshop slash library that is in the Antiquities Department. And, uh, like I said, it, you can see that they're working to do the repairs and the cleanups, but it is a mess. There is, there is shattered glass, broken down walls, scorch marks, a smell in the air that vaguely smells like death. What happened here? Yeah, it's bad. But you do see a, a office door uh, in the workshop that says Dr. Montaigne Crowell. That's who they're supposed to deliver the books to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess we go in or knock on the door or whatever. Okay. So you knock on the door and uh, it opens and there is a man probably in his 60s with slightly wild hair, glasses that are, you know, Coke bottle thick. Am I here? I'm sorry, like the, the, the dude from Luigi's Mansion? Don't know Luigi's Mansion, so I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he's, he's very much the eccentric professor type. And, and he, he says, uh, yes, yes, can I help you? Uh, hello. Uh, we have some things to deliver for you. Oh, uh, are they related, related to the construction and repair? I do hope they're not a new acquisition. We, uh, we are currently not in, in any position to put new things on display. Certainly not until the repairs are done and the, uh, the wards and traps are reset. 
What, what, what do you have? Well, the thing is, oh, have you been notified of uh, the unfortunate incident upon Professor Lorimore? Uh, I can't say that I have, no. Um, uh, what, what, what about Petros? Oh, I regret to bring you the information that he, um, has passed away. Oh. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's terrible. Yes. We were requested in his will to bring you these three books. Yes, he did have some, some of my personal volumes on loan. He seems very, very crestfallen, very, very bothered, very sad. <laughs> so I'll um, hand over the books. Oh, thank, 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 thank you, young lady. I, I appreciate it. You're, you're truly a, a, a credit to humanity. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm assuming you're nope. wearing your hat. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. But okay. yeah, that yeah, she is confused by this still wearing her hat. That is Well, uh I I I, I, I do appreciate it. I, I would I would offer you some some refreshments, but uh as you can see, we we have uh we've we've had a bit of an incident here and um everything is a, a terrible mess. So what uh what happened? Well, sir, surely you've seen the uh the the the, the the building and heard the hubbub about town about the beast. Uh, well, the the beast uh, broke in here and um, caused a great deal of destruction. Set off all sorts of uh, of wards and traps. Uh, many of our objects are both valuable and, in some cases, well, mildly dangerous. So there are there are any number of protections that have been put in place to make sure that no one tries to take anything which is on display. But uh, the beast uh, managed to somehow get through all those, and uh, uh, there is there are there there is some items missing. But um, in the morning, they were able to find the beast. He was he was still within the offices, and and the magistrates came, and it was quite a to do as they they, they bound him and dragged him off to the courtyard. Uh, I'm I'm quite happy that uh, they've. They've caught the beast for for the destruction he did to my department. Although I, uh, I, I am I am bothered by the fact that they did not find. Um, well, <laughs> it's no matter. the 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 statue that was taken is it's unique, but it's not valuable and doesn't have any particularly important properties. But I, I was bothered that it was not with him. Um, although, of course, the creature is, is quite mad and has not made any effort to explain, as at least as far as I've been told. Wait, so it took something, but they don't know where it is? Well, the, yes, there, there, there's a, they, a statuette missing. Uh, it was called the uh, Sea Sage Effigy. And, and yes, it's, it's, it's gone. I don't know, know, know what happened to it. I don't know why they didn't find it on him. Uh, but... I, all right, out of character, I'm just thinking, I feel like there's an outside source. Maybe. Like, yep, that makes sense. He's a tool. Do roll something to, to, to know if I know about the um, statue? The Cisse Jeffrey? Yeah. You can make a knowledge arcana check. Ooh. Ah, 12. You've never even heard of it. Um. Lenza, what did you get? I failed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10. 
use my one good roll. That was to figure out the words. I I will also, if anyone likes, I'll allow a uh, a knowledge history check. It has a rather higher difficulty than the Arcana, but I'll allow anyone who wants to to. Can I try history as well? Sure. That is an eighteen. Ooh. Oh man! If only 26. if I did not roll a natural one, because that was an eleven. Twenty-six. Oh man. Uh, eighteen, natural one, and a twenty-six. So uh, now I will tell you that a natural one on a skill check is not an automatic failure. It's just you know not very good. With the 26, you have heard of it. It was a stone idol green of a cephalopod with seven tentacles. Oh. Octopus-like creature. Seven? Yeah. What does it do? Nobody knows of anything special that it does. Oh. No one's even 100% sure where it came from. It's kind of one of those, it's been floating around as a curiosity for uh, for uh, some time, but... Huh. Weird. Right. When um, he goes, wait a minute. This is... Does anyone else see the pattern here? The, 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 the beast breaks in. Some enchantment on it trips every single alarm in the place. Like, I've seen enough haunt effects to know how alarms, alarm spells work. Mm-hmm. It just trips all the alarms. And then someone else with, I don't know, some kind of cloaking stuff. I've, I've, I've done cloaking magic, too. Just waltzes in, takes what they want, leaves, and tells the beast to stay here and take the blame. Yep. It's possible. It's highly speculative, but it's possible. It's also possible that the beast smelled something funny in here and didn't like it and was like, I'm going to smash. Then why would it stay here if it wasn't told to? I mean, if it truly is a beast, it's not going to want to stay in a human dwelling unless it was domesticated or tamed in some way. Or it was still looking for the thing that smelled funny. Okay, so how did they find it? Was it sniffing around the privies? I mean, it's a Uh, big dude. I'm just saying. Well, uh... (laughs) That's all, of course, uh, information that the uh, the authorities should, should should look into. Sure that uh, any 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 of such speculation will come out during the trial. Mm-hmm. You're not with the investigation, are you? Not at the moment. Uh, uh, Eklund shrugs and goes, "I can't read. Do you think I'm going to defend somebody?" He's figuring out how to use this to his advantage. <laughs> <laughs> People think he's an idiot. They're going to trust him with more information. <laughs> not a bad idea. Right, so, uh, is that all we had to do here? I mean, at the moment, yeah. All you had to do was uh, deliver the... Again, that was Jaren asking the party. Sorry. (laughs) I'll shut up. No, it's fine. I just... Just Eklund shrugs. He's... I mean, I guess so. That that was it. Well, um, I I, I wish you well. Uh, I do appreciate that you, uh, you, you returned... Uh, Petros's, uh, well, the books that Petros had borrowed. I believe I'll go have a, uh, a, a, a raise a glass in his honor. I'm very, very, very bothered to him. Uh, if I'm not prying, uh, do you know what happened to, to him? He was still not, well, not a young man, but, but he was still in the prime of his health. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. I will elbow Eklund before he can even 
finish that. Eklund <laughs> uh, 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 gags, and like you could see him basically try not to cough up a pellet, and he just gives uh, Lenza this like watery, I hate you glare. Oh, I'm giving one right back of shut up. Yeah, maybe work it out immediately. Eklund amends it to he was murdered. Oh, that's that's terrible. Gabe was investigating some suspicious events by a group of people at the local prison, but I'm afraid that, um, yes, that they uh, stopped him from disturbing them mm. in that manner. Well, he was he was always a very adventurous type, but that's that's that is that is very disturbing. There are dark days in Ustalav, I fear. Do do have a good good afternoon. Thank you. Okay, Eklund, bye. Eklund dips his head. What now? Do we sign up for the East Defense well, we're, Committee? We're supposed to go no, back to see it. the justice first, I think. Oh, yeah, I got a letter to Kendra. I gotta finish. Before we sign up for any legal things, I feel like we should gather information outside of the authorities. Being with them Outside first. of the authorities, are all just screaming, "Burn the witch!" Not the witch. Not, not, not um, no, won't be with them at the moment, because then people will treat us differently and give us different information if they know who we're with. So, basically, we need to go blend in. Yes. Eklund just throws his head back and laughs like a maniac. I mean, yeah, you guys aren't going to blend in. All right. <laughs> Maybe Alirus no, if might. we're lucky. Alirus can blend in, she just chooses not to. <laughs> Guys, Actually, that's that's a good question. Alirus, are you uh, walking the fox ears right now, or are you looking... I like my fox ears, and nobody has told me to um, put them away, so... I mean, I would recommend it when we're going into town so that people don't give us as many weird looks. Fine. It's really that important. Goes, to be honest, would I be less conspicuous if I followed you guys around from the air? No. Mm. Okay, yeah, nope. a giant owl is probably pretty obvious. Yeah. Over a city, yeah. He goes, I mean, I can do some stealth magic, but it takes even more out of me than going owl, so. What are you guys planning to do from here? Well, Eklund's planning to do whatever the party's doing and then fi finish his letter to Kendra, but that's it. How can you write a letter but not read? He's writing in Terran. He's writing in Terran, and Kendra can uh, read Terran. Can? Yeah, she, she, she uh, laughed at... She reacted to things he'd say in Terran and Ravengrow, and he picked up on that, so... Um, didn't the Justice say something about, like, when we get back from delivering these books? Yeah, she said, uh, when you get done with, uh, delivering the books, and if you're going to, uh, register with the court, and have spoke with oh. Ghost Gustav. Well, I guess we could register with the court if you guys want, but... I can go, sure. Let's do that. I mean, I will point out that if you guys want to speak to the beast, registering as part of his defense is the only way you're going to get in to speak to him. Unless yeah, you like, break will in. Eklund's willing to do that. He's also willing to break in. He's just... I'm not breaking <laughs> in. Probably not a good option. I'm not going to jail because of you idiots. <laughs> Sorry, um... you being idiotic. <laughs> Eklund go, goes, hey, I practically am an idiot, at least by these people's standards. No, that was fair. You admit it. Interesting. 
He goes, well, again, I said by their standards. I don't think any of them could survive, at least especially in the academy. I'm not sure how many of them could sur could survive a week a week in the woods, especially with owl bears and things. <laughs> you right. can see he's kind of trying to sound hoity-toity, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so strong and stuff, but he's also, like, totally lost, and he's hard to disguise that. Zotha is standing right behind you, glaring at you, like, sure, yeah, sure. If she doesn't have eyelids, how does she glare? She has eyelids, kind she of. She right just stares at you, and it still makes her uncomfortable. Oh my god! So you head back up to the courthouse. Yeah, let's go. All right. So when you get to the courthouse, uh, so now that you're looking at it properly, the courthouse is a fairly large, short building. It's only um, three stories high dominated by an enormous clock which overlooks the town square the building is built of a dark stone the windows you can see are very narrow less than a foot wide uh clint is immediately hating that there are, there are four guards outside of the building and kind of facing the square partially making sure that you know nobody does anything to the effigy although you also notice that there are children sitting near it, playing games and throwing flowers into the effigy. That's that's about as disturbing as the Harrowstone Murderer song. Yeah. Yeah, no. And as we have our party in front of the Lepistat Courthouse... We'll stop it there? I think we'll stop there and see what happens when they go inside next week. Boo. Oh. Okay, coming. <laughs> Until next time. Keep an eye open for Mimics, Never Feed a Goblin, and Something Something Dragons. Something Something Dragons uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Something Something Dragons is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Carrion Crown Trial of the Beast was written by Richard Penn. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube at the Untold Stories Project. Also, drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project, or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!